Hello, my little bear cubs, and welcome back to another episode of Secondhand Therapy. Yes. That sounded like a pilot, right? A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you do it in a pilot voice, do you think? Hello, my little bear cubs, and welcome back to another episode of Secondhand Therapy. <laughs> Today, we need to remind you that we are not therapists, we are not experts. Do not take this seriously. This is not professional advice. <laughs> That sound like a pilot? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little a little too QVC. We need to we need you to fasten your seatbelts. Mm. Exits are to the left of the plane. The uh, flight attendants will be here for your comfort and for your service. Please turn your phones off at this time and have a safe flight. <laughs> what is what is the elongation? Safe flight. I don't know. Enjoy your time. I don't fucking know. Can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Enjoy the show. Hate it. I can't figure it out. I think it's very interesting. Yeah? Yeah, because I don't really... <clears throat> explain it to me like I'm dumb. How does it work? We've talked about... Explain it to you how I usually explain things to you? Yes, please. Okay. What's your question? The process of EMDR. Like, wh- how, how, is it, how does it work? I don't know. What's your other question? <laughs> Okay, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> so, here, this is my understanding, and I'm sure what I'm about to say is wrong. Okay. Or not accurate. All right. I'm dumb. So, um, we actually did it two different ways because um, my contacts, if you're listening or watching, I have an eye condition. I wear hard lens contacts, like a hard piece of plastic, and they're like this big. So they're very uncomfortable. Anyway, now, the way you do it is you pick two spots on the wall, and then you bounce your eyes back and forth, like, and then she'll tell you faster or slower. But typically, like, you're going, like, that fast. Really? And I think you you do it for, like, I don't know, 30 or 60-second intervals, and then you stop and take a break. Um, So... How it starts is there's a, so my EMDR was, we were targeting, we were starting a little lighter because I was nervous. I was like, I don't want to fucking like, I don't want this to like light me up. Yeah. (laughs) So we started with, uh, some body image stuff. Okay. So we found the earliest memory we could that I could recall where body image was a problem. Like someone making fun of me, someone saying something to me, um, so I thought about that and uh, basically how it made me feel at the time. And you focus on that feeling. And then you start the eye movements. So are you doing the eye movements as you're talking or do you take breaks? And you're doing the you eye don't movements. Talk. You don't talk. No. 
you just do the eye movements and then whatever's happening in your brain, you, you're basically, the eye movements are to keep you present in the room and they also do something with your brain to like rewire. But the idea is that you don't want to go back to that time and relive it. You want to watch it, whatever comes up like a movie. <clears throat> so you focus on that feeling. You start the eye movements. She'll tell you fast or slower, keep going, whatever. Then you come out of it. You take a break. She'll go, what do you notice? And for me, I would say a different memory popped into my head from probably when I was like 16. And I would just say whether it was a positive or negative memory. So I would go, had a new memory pop up, probably like sophomore, junior, high school, negative. And she would go, focus on that. And then we start the eyes again. But you're not talking to her about the memories that you're experiencing. I could tell her as much detail or as little as I wanted. She just needed to know when it was and if it was positive or negative. So you, uh, that's interesting. So are you purposely not sharing with her these, these detailed memories or are you going into detail with her? No, I would literally just say another memory popped up. Um, yeah. And then just move on. Grade school, negative. She go, okay, focus on that. Buddy, I don't know how you do that. Um, but so we, we did this like 10 or 15 times. Oh, my God. And it was weird. What I found was um, when I would be doing the eye. So we did the eye movements for a little bit. And I told her, I was like, I feel my eyes like my eyes are starting to hurt and they feel like they're getting stuck because my contacts. Yeah. And she goes, okay, we can do something else. So she basically came and sat next to me and I would just like find a place on the wall and she would tap my knees. Like instead of moving my eyes, she would do like on each of my knees, just tap, tap, tap on each one. Um, So we switched to that and that was the same. So what do you do after you? So let's say you go, okay, I'm 16. There's a a thing come up uh, negative. And she goes, okay. And then that's it. You don't talk about it the rest of the session at all. You do, she doesn't come back to it. She does. She just makes a note and goes, <clears throat> all right, great. Um, at the end, she'll say, did any of the memories come up today feel like they were core memories that we need to reprocess on their own? Because the one we started, the earliest one that was really painful, Yeah, that's the one we're actually reprocessing. And then as you do that, what I found was my brain was like scanning for other times where I had that same feeling. So it finds the feeling that we're focusing and it, and it just finds other memories where I felt the same way. Oh. And I felt that like whether I was doing the eyes on the wall or she was tapping on my knees, I found myself being like first grade, nothing, second grade, nothing, third grade. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And my brain was just like scanning through time looking for Fuck. other moments where I felt the same way. And then I would focus on that memory. Right. Do the movements. A new memory would come up. Focus on that memory. Do the movements. And she would also, she'd be like, what do you notice? And I would say, <clears throat> you know, memory eighth grade negative. She'd be like, how do you feel? And I would say, you know, something like, I feel like I have some anxiety in my chest. Do the movements. New memory. How do you feel? Anxiety's kind of in my stomach now. Focus on that. Do the movements. New memory. How do you feel? And we just kept checking in until... Basically, no more memories came up, and I didn't have the anxiety anymore. What? Mm-hmm. What the fuck, dude? It wasn't traumatic at all. It also wasn't overly intense. 
I'm just still stuck on. So you have to have then to do EMDR. I'd imagine you have to have a good memory or be able to access those memories because you just find the. So like when in our session the week before, we were looking for memories. Oh, so there is a little bit of prep work in there mm-hmm. of like, all right, we, we're going to be doing, start thinking about this a little bit. Yeah. So my core memory was um, like the earliest one we could find that like felt that like I felt anxiety just thinking about or talking about. I think I was, I don't know, like 14 and it was, I was at a pool and someone made fun of the way I looked. Yeah. Um, so she would go, <clears throat> so we started this session with, she's like, do you still feel comfortable with, we'll say 14 year old pool memory. Yeah. And she's like, do you remember what that was? And I go, yep. Cause that was the most impactful and the furthest back we can go. So if I had one from when I was like six or seven, mm. that felt worse than the 14 year old pool memory, we would have focused on that. Yeah. So not really. You just need whatever memory hits the hardest. Yeah. And whichever one goes back the furthest, that's where you go. Mine, I was 14. Hmm. Were you a, a t-shirt at the pool guy? Of course. Dude. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a t-shirt at the pool guy now. <laughs> yeah, I take off my shirt <laughs> right before I get in the water. And I that's know. it. I'll go tank top in the water. That's as, that's as far as yeah. I want. Ideally, I actually, I go long sleeve shirt now. And it's because I have the excuse of my tattoos. Mm. And I'm like, ah, it's easier than sunscreen. You're just going to be in a snowsuit. Yeah. Like, I got tattoos. I, I got tattoos, you know? <laughs> They're like, are you going to change somebody's oil? What's with the jumpsuit? Yeah, what's with the- <laughs> but yeah, I usually go long sleeve shirt now. I can. Interesting. People just accept I don't want sun on my tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was always t shirt in the pool guy. So, hey, if you're still struggling with not wearing a shirt in the pool, get tattoos. People accept <laughs> that you're going to wear a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, hey. A snowsuit and tattoos. We did it. <laughs> Yeah, so it was um, it was weird. It was it, I tried to go with no expectations, but it still wasn't what I expected somehow. Mm. And actually, afterwards, I was like, "Oh, I just had another memory come up," and I was like, "And this felt like one we needed re- needed to reprocess." It was real painful, and I go, "Let's work on that one." And she goes, "Okay," and she told me, "My job for this week is to um, keep." whatever memories pop up, write them down. Mm. She's like, you're going to keep processing. She's like, you might have some weird dreams. You might have memories pop up throughout the week. Like just take note, jot them down. And then we'll figure out if we need to reprocess those. So it's like, your brain is like going to keep going after the session, just wow. searching for stuff. It's weird. Are you experiencing some of that? <sighs> um, not a lot, honestly. I've had some weird dreams, not not about my weight or body image or anything, but dreams that I typically don't have. Yeah. But I haven't really had any more memories pop up. But I also have a pretty strong memory. Yeah. So I just, like even the ones that were popping up, it wasn't, it wasn't like a shocking like, oh my God. It was just like, oh, I haven't thought about that in a while. Mm. It was that kind of thing. It wasn't like an unlock. So you might have like a weird Oh yeah, I'd be like, like an acid trip, dude. Because yeah. I don't remember anything. I yeah, it's really. I'm. Uh, I was talking about this in therapy recently about memories and going back and things like that. And and 
I am one of those people that once somebody starts a story and starts like getting into it, then I'm like, oh yeah, and then this happened. And I'm the oh yeah, this happened guy, uh, not the uh, do you remember that time guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm never do you, do you remember that time guy. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm, yeah, you have a terrible memory. I have God. I have a you, we have conversations now, mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, really? And I'm like, I told you that three weeks ago. Yeah. Exactly. And you're like, don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, super tight. Yeah, yeah. Your memory is it, yeah. I would love for you to do EMDR, dude. <laughs> See what comes up. I don't know. I don't think anything would. She'd be like, think of a time. I'd be like, I can't. She'd be like, okay, session's over. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like you never think about the time you walked behind your dad. <laughs> Focus on that. Focus dude. on that. <laughs> okay, now what? <laughs> Yeah. It'd be weird to see like what comes cuz it's from the root of the feeling is what your brain is searching for. It's not like similar times. Mm. It's other times you felt like that. See, now this is a this is a, a double doozy for me because uh-huh. my feelings don't matter as we know as a people pleaser. So, yeah. Very rarely do I know how I was feeling at that time or what that time even was because I can't remember it. So I'm double fucked when it comes to <laughs> she's, she's going to be like, remember a time and be like, I can't. How did you feel? I don't know. But I can tell you that I felt like they weren't happy with me <laughs> or that they were upset or whatever. Like all I feel is anxiety, I guess, when I'm looking back on those things or thinking back to them. I'm always worried about how the other person is feeling. Even right now, as I'm telling this to you, you're staring yeah. at me in a weird way. And I'm like, ah, he hates this. I'm like, cause you keep, you're like laughing as you tell it. I'm like, does he think it's funny or is it so uncomfortable that he's laughing out of like comfort? That's th- what I'm thinking. Oh, I think it's funny that I have, oh, that's not, oh, yeah, yeah. I have no memory and that's don't know how you? I feel. That's funny. To I you? think it's ironic. Yeah. Iro- how's it ironic? That I wouldn't know either one of the two things that you have to know for EMDR to work. That I'm double fucked. That's not funny. It's so interesting that I'm just like, so you think about finding your dad and you, you can't, you feel nothing when you think of that? No, the, it, chaos. Oh yeah, so you would focus on that feeling. It was just, Everything was so fast. You didn't feel, I didn't feel really anything in that moment. Everything was fast. But so that chaos, yeah. that's what you would focus on. It's just so interesting how like, you're like, oh, no, maybe I'm fucked, double fucked, can't do it. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I would oh, love hey, to. Hey, real quick, slow down <laughs> and let's actually think about it I before would... you immediately write it off. Yeah, I mean, I would love to try it, mm. but... Yeah, judging by the stats we're looking at right now, I, I don't think uh, I would do well. But it's a good mindset to go into it with. Yeah, man. I'm Real open minded about oh, it working. And I would love for it to work. We were going into it being like, I can't do it. Now I'm double fucked. Can't work. It'd be hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Why? I have a hard time accessing memories. So? You need one. You have memories. Yeah. Can I bring a friend? No. (laughs) 
No, no friends. I need, a, I need a buddy to start the stories, and I'll be like, I'll take it from here, and then I'll be like, all right, this and is how I feel. you tell everything wrong and be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> friends interrupting. No. Like, That's not how it happened. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I think you're scared of getting better. Ooh. No. I want to be better. Eh, I don't think you do. I think you're comfortable being like this. I think the thought of being better is scary for you. I think being scared is a normal feeling. Of Especially when you're going into like the unknown and yeah. Getting better that, is the unknown. That's scary. Yeah, that's my anxiety talking to you right now. Yeah. You know what else I've noticed? Mm. Anytime I challenge you on like something that I think you perceive as negative, mm-hmm. like me saying, I think you're afraid to get better. Your first response is always, I think that's normal. No, I'm not saying I think it's normal to be scared of getting better, but I think fear is a normal feeling of any steps into the unknown. And the unknown for me is, I don't know what that looks like for me because I've never been that. We, I, <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit earlier. My therapist had, asked me is there a time in my life where I felt content with myself Mm -hmm. and I can't think of one yeah I've never been happy with myself or happy with the way I've looked or been in life or any of these things like and if I have it's been really fleeting um so what does content look like for you now if you were content what would that look like I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, I think a lot of people resonate with is just being financially (laughs) content. I think what a lot of people resonate with, I think it's normal. You're just finding different ways to say it now. Yeah. It's so funny. I think, I think that's a normal answer. Of course you do. (laughs) What what are you trying to say? That I don't have my own answers? No, that I think, I think it, you feel safer thinking that you're like other people. Mm. You don't want to feel different. I've noticed that for a long time and I didn't want to say anything. Cause I was like, am I, is this like, am I looking for this? But every time I like challenge you on something, you always go, I think that's normal. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times you and I butt heads on what is normal or not, or what Mm. is the standard or not, or what is socially the thing and blah, blah, blah. So you and I get in getting these conversations a lot about like, you know, whatever. And so I think that's why I preface it when I'm talking to you, because I'm like, I'm like, no, this is normal. This is what I feel like this is what people do or whatever, because why is that important? What, what's normal and what's not? Because I, f- I feel called out. Okay. And I'm like, no, this is what we're all doing. Like, why are you coming after me? Like, we're all doing this. Because you're in front of me and you're the person I'm talking to. Yeah. But. Uh-huh. I need, I need, I feel like I need other things to back me up. So you, so it's verified or that it's. There's some kind of validation there in what I'm saying. Validation. Yeah, but not mm. validation in myself, but validation in what I'm saying to you. Mm. 
And it, because it, it I, being normal does that for you? Yeah, I think if I'm in the majority, then yeah, that's validation. Because I could just make, I could lie to you. Mm-hmm. And then not and go on my my fucking merry way. It's not merry, <laughs> but yeah. But you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, but no, I feel like if I have, if I'm like, no, I think that's what everybody's doing. I think that's the validation that I need to then. So is that for you or for me when you say it's normal? For you. Oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Which I couldn't give a fuck if you were the is not only, normal. If you were the only person on earth with that problem, that doesn't make it, that doesn't minimize it at all. Really? Yeah, what do I give a shit? <laughs> so, so you having an identity crisis cause you, during the pandemic because you hadn't had stand-up because that wasn't a normal thing? No, It I was normal in the comedy community. I think in a lot of different communities, but yeah. Well, it was about stand-up. My specific thing, yes. Yeah. But I think a lot of people lost themselves in the pandemic or had some kind of new awakening that was like... <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. I, I know you do. I talk to people. <laughs> yes, I've had conversations. You with talk them. to people. Yes. Okay. This is the other thing with with uh, you. You never like you you downplay a lot of things that I. What am I downplaying? Uh, that I talk to people. That I have conversations outside of. I know you do this house. <laughs> no, you do. Okay. With like four people. You think I talk to four people? I live with you. Okay. You tell me who you talk to. It's I, the same four people. I don't tell you everybody I talk to in every okay. conversation okay. I have. Okay. I talk to more than four people. Okay. This is like a when we first started. You were, you said something. I said something about like you know some people do come to me for advice and and you go people come to you for advice, and I go yeah sometimes I give advice to friends and this and that. you're like like who like you couldn't believe that they're like I anybody would ever listen to me or come to me or seek me out for advice. And I was like, people do that. And you're like, okay. And you couldn't believe it. <laughs> and I feel like that now where I'm like, I talk to people and you're like, you talk to four people. I'm like, I talk to more than that. And you're like, okay. Yeah. You don't believe it. It's not about not believing it. I think you're just not honest with yourself about your situation. Sometimes I think it's hard for you to admit things. I sometimes. think it's important for you to feel like you talk to a lot of people. So you'll say that. Because you want it to be true. But yeah, I'm only commenting on what I know and what you tell me. There for sure could be many secret conversations you never bring to me. There's a lot of secret conversations happening. That's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. I only know what I know. Yeah. It's It's not an insult. It comes off that way. You take most things as an insult. We've had this conversation. If it's not praise, it's very hard for you to hear. Yeah. 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 I can't do anything about that for you. I know. We always yeah. end up here where you, it's just like, it makes me feel this way. And you go, yeah, I can't help you. Yeah, I can't. If it's not, I know that because if it's not praise, you take it as criticism, even if it's not. And like, the, I can't help you with that. What was the goal then to telling me that I don't talk to anybody? Uh, realism. And what's the goal in the realism there? Um, challenging you to see things as they really are. And what's the goal in challenging me? Um, I think it's hard to reach proper growth if you're not honest with yourself. Hmm. So the goal is to help you grow in, in an, a way that's based on reality, not an ideal. So it's not rooted in any kind of 
there's no malice. No, no. You live, you live in idealism. And I think when you say, bro, I talk to a lot of people. I think that's an idealized version of your life based on my observations and what I know. Hmm. You've, you've been talking the last three days about how you need more friends. You don't have any friends. And like, I don't have any friends like, here. Yeah. In town. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to build a network here. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going off what I know. I could be wrong. There could be hundreds of conversations going on a day that I don't know about. Yeah. That's possible. I don't think it is. I don't think that's what's happening, but yeah. I feel like I usually call you when you're doing idealizations. I usually call you out on that. Yeah. And I'm always, yeah. And I know they're most of the time is rooted in good things and growth and all that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it does come off like, like there's malice behind it or you're, you know, again, like I feel called out. Yeah. Like I said, I think if it's not praise, you usually feel called out. Mm-hmm. I think it's valid. Yeah, I, well, I can't change how you feel when I say something that's not a compliment. Mm. Like during this, I can feel you getting heated and defensive. I haven't changed my tone at all. I was. Yeah. Like I, I, it came across like you felt like we were arguing, even though my tone hadn't changed. Yeah. And I don't know if that helps me or hurts me. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me angrier or not. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't feel like we were arguing at all. I, like I was literally just answering your questions, but I could feel you, you escalating. So I think in your mind, you're like, Oh, this dude's fucking coming at me right now. My tone didn't change. Didn't raise my voice. Yeah. I think that, I think that's the thing that, uh, it might, I think that's what gets me fired up more is the, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I think it's the no reaction because then it's like hard to read. And I'm like, what is this guy's intentions? Oh, you want a reaction? Yeah. I'm like, what, what is the intention here? Like how, mm. what, what is the goal of what you're trying to say to me? Like, why are you calling me out right now on this? like this. And so I'm trying to like field it and I can't. Mm-hmm. And then once I, I do get fired up or if I am getting a little heated, uh, then the the thing that will put me over the top is the hey I can't control how you feel and because I feel like sometimes in those conversations you you're poking and then you step back and go hey I didn't do anything here and I'm like what the fuck dude you were just poking me and you're like, I never touched you, you feel like I was poking you just now in this conversation I feel like in the beginning you were yeah really which yeah. part was poking you. Just being like the the way you were calling me out on like yeah you didn't you don't talk to you know four people like and you're like and kind of placating in the camera and this and that I was like oh he wants it like, I was like oh he's coming at me right now mm. and so then I started getting heated and then you you went back to like you reset and we're calm and now I'm fucking like you're coming after me and then you hit me with Man, I can't control that. And I'm like, you did. <laughs> you controlled all of that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you poke and then you back away. And then I look like I'm crazy or like angry or loose cannon or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. For what benefit? That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> and that's oh. what I'm trying to read from you. I'm like, what does he want here? So when you ask, 
Ah, uh, you know what it is. You know what? what? It's it's the fucking thing we talk about when you and I, when you and I get in these little whatever they are. I don't think they're arguments. I don't know what they are. I'm like, trying to embarrass you. Yep, it's embarrassment. Mm. Yeah, when you <laughs> when you said something like, I don't know what you said exactly. You said like. You only talk to four people or something, unless you, you know, whatever. And like you looked in the camera as if to be like, get them on your side. Oh, buddy. Now you're trying to embarrass me. Oh, now I, now, now you got me. Interesting. Now I'm heated. Now it's, now to it's. get them on my side. There's nobody there. Uh, buddy, they're that's, all there. That's the camera. That's the camera. <laughs> I know, but I, you know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, oh, we're doing this. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's embarrassment. Did That's, you feel embarrassed? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah, I wasn't trying to embarrass you. And I think that's that's the root of what you are trying to do when you call me out. When anybody calls me out. They're trying to shame me. They're trying to embarrass me. Mm-mm. And you think that's on them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm in it. Yeah, it takes me back to old hometown, Mike. And I'm like, oh, you're not going to embarrass me. And that doesn't sound like a problem with you. That sounds like a problem with anybody who challenges you on things. Not a challenge. There's, I think there's different ways of challenging. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think sometimes I feel like, again, like it's an attack or you're trying to like, it's coming from a place of shame or embarrassment from the way you're calling me out on it. Mm. Because you you say it in a way that's like that I'm wrong that I don't know what I'm talking about. You say it in a way of like like this and oh buddy <laughs> gets me heated gets me heated and that was you called me out twice in a row there mm-hmm. double heated <laughs> double heated. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What's your part in those feelings? What do you mean? What What is my part? Like, well, you feeling like someone's trying to shame you and embarrassed and all that. Mm-hmm. Some of that has to be coming from you, right? I get very defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Where's that coming from? Proving myself to who? Whoever I'm proving what? Worth? Mm. Because what you're saying doesn't make me worthy. Oh, you know four people. Hey, man, I know a lot of people. I'm worthy to know people. I People like me. You don't know what you're talking about. I People like me. That's so, what I'm saying. So when you say that, mm-hmm. if I were to respond with, we've talked on here a lot about how you intentionally behave so people like you mm-hmm. because you're a people pleaser. Do they like you for who you are or do they like you for how you present yourselves to get them to like you? Now that's a direct attack. Right. <laughs> that's a direct attack, my guy. Is it? Yeah. Or is it a valid question? I think it's... I think it's both. I think it's a direct attack because it, it, it is saying that people don't really like you. 
It's a question. That's not you're, saying anything. You're, you're imagining that like they you you're acting in a way that makes them like you, but they don't like you. I'm, I'm it's a dismissive thing for me. And so for you, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But it is a valid question in the deeper, like once you strip away ego, right? And once you strip away my ego, it's a very valid question. But my ego goes, oh, this guy's coming at your fucking throat. People don't like me. People like me. That's my ego. So. And I think that's a very normal thing to feel. Do you really? I really do. Yeah, I know you do. Um, so do you care why people like you? Or is it just that they like you is what you need? Of course. Why? Uh, do you not care why people like you? I only want people to like me if it's because of who I am. Truly. Not because of what I do for them or how I serve them. I just want people to like me because of who I am as a human being and as a man. I don't think that I'm extremely different as a people. I mean, I think a lot of that is on my inside behavior and not my outside behavior. I don't know what you're saying. I don't, I don't think that I'm like playing a character when I'm around people or like pretending to be this other thing. I think my people pleasing comes from a lot of anxiety and worth and things like that from the inside. It's all going on internally and it's like, and it's usually like in the aftermath, like, uh, I wonder how they, so I don't think I'm like a different person around people or mm -hmm. not. Interesting. We posted a clip today. Where at the end of it, you said, because of your people pleasing, you can't imagine being that authentic. Mm -hmm. Authentic in the ways of being that blunt with mm -hmm. people. And, but I think that's more in like social manners than anything else. I don't think it has anything to do with my character. I think that has to do with social manners. So you say, so if I'm saying in that clip, I said, Hey, do you want to go to the, you know, this thing? And you go, no, that throws me off because I feel like I need to have a little buffer there or like explain why or whatever. But I don't mm -hmm. think that has anything to do with my character. That has everything in like social manners of like, I just wouldn't say no like that and that fast because I think people would think that I'm rude. Are you rude? Sometimes. I can be. Yeah, so what does it care if people think you're rude? Sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. I want people that I care about to not feel that I'm rude. Mm. Do you feel that I'm rude? Sometimes. Yeah. So what's the difference? I don't people please at all. And we, you, have the, you have the same view of me as you do yourself. So what's the point? Goes on your permanent record. <laughs> On the report card. It goes on the report card, dog. It goes, oh, buddy. I asked Malone if he wanted to run and grab coffee with me. He said no right away. Didn't even think about it. What a fucking dick. On my report card. Interesting. 
So instead, I would say, uh, you know what? No, I'm good right now. Uh, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Or I'll say, like, I just, I, you know what? I just had coffee. So thanks anyways. I appreciate it. Instead I'll say something saying, like that. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. Even though you know the answer is no, you have to pretend like it's... Again, I don't think it's pretending, but it is social manners to me. It's like... But you know the answer is no. You just don't want to say no. Yeah, I don't want to be so blunt to just be like, no. No, thanks. That's too blunt. I could do a no, thanks. Could you? I could. Get the fuck out of here. It, it, it could take me a minute, but I could do it. I could get it. I could how many used I'm, to How many no I'm thanks. sorry's come after the no, oh, thanks? Oh, buddy. Baker's doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. I'm so sorry. No thanks. I'm so sorry. I wish I could. But I no, wish thank I you. could. Thank you for asking. No thank you. <laughs> now, do you think that, that is something like that? Now, do you view that as social manners, or do you view that as character and playing pretend and 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 being somebody that I'm not? I don't know that I have an opinion. I haven't thought about it. Um, cause I know you pretty well and I know a lot of the time your answer to things is, Oh fuck. No, <laughs> absolutely not. But you won't say that, which you could just say, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. But you go, yeah, maybe even though you know, it's no. Um, yeah, my maybes are no's. I know. <laughs> How many times do you say maybe? And I go, just say no. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I would have I would have to put more thought in that before I before I give yeah. an answer on that. I think. Yeah. See, I don't I don't look at that as like character. I look at that as again just social niceties. Mm. Interesting. People pleasing for sure, but yeah, social niceties. You feel? Do you view people pleasing as a characteristic of who you are, or like a habit? Mm. What is it? It's, it's, de- I mean, it's a habit, right? Like, I don't know. So I'm asking. It's ingrained in me. I know that. It's how I was taught. That's how I was raised. That's. I think that's why it's so hard for me to change. It's all the examples I had growing up, you know? Yeah. Everybody in charge was like that. And that's how you behaved. So it's really hard for me to deprogram that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You try to? Yeah, it's not easy. What do you do? I've been trying to be more direct. I've been trying to be less explainy. Mm. 
It's hard though. Yeah. Change is always hard. Mm hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's also something I just started to work on like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah. So it's not like, like oh, I've been trying for years and I, this is where I'm at. It's like, hey, it's so I crazy. just found this out. It's so crazy you just found this out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of this, I'm just finding out. And I'm like, so oh, wild. there's just such a long list of like, I got to work on that too. Okay. Is it hard? <sighs> because of all these things of the behaviors and why you're programmed the way you are. Mm -hmm. Is it hard to see how damaged your mom really was? Mm. And that she, like she really believed this is the right way to do things. Yeah. I, I already knew, I already had a pretty good idea of who my mother was before this. And I just mm -hmm. didn't know that I had so much, Oh, uh, you didn't like pass so much onto it. On, right. Onto you. There was just like a couple of things. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's mom coming out. You know? Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, fuck. That's also mom. You are mom. I am mom. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been what's harder to accept um, is. Yeah. Is Do you that. find there's any resentment toward her? No, because it was always, I was always rooting for her to figure it out. I wanted her to be better. Yeah. How did your mom take feedback? Or did you ever dare? Eh, you, don't, you don't do that. Damn. And there's anger. She would get angry? Yeah, when other people would try to tell her something or she would get frustrated or angry. Mm. Yeah. Well, she passed that on to you. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So what's going on with your therapy?